Welcome to the Run Back to Jesus podcast, where we are going to let go of all the weights holding us down and run the race God designed us for. During my healthcare career, I was so blessed to spend a large part of my time working in the emergency department. And it was truly just a crazy place to work. No two days were ever the same. And sometimes too, the section that you were assigned to could make your day completely different. Some days you were assigned an area that was called fast track. And so these were our more lower acuity or less severe patients, things that maybe came in like an ankle sprain or a slight cold, or someone needed a small suture repair or a work note, things that really weren't life-threatening, yet they came to the emergency room. And so typically you tried to work through those first come, first serve, get them what they need and get them out. And then there are other days where you are in sections where you can have some more severely ill patients. You can have people that just need a lot of things from you. And if it's a good day, you can try and go through them first come, first serve, get them going. But there are also days where they just come in waves. You literally feel like a bus showed up. And actually, one day I was working in this rural hospital, myself and another physician, and when the bus showed up and this whole group of patients just came in all at once. And so when the waves come, whether it's a bus full of people, maybe it's just two critically ill patients, or maybe you just have a lot of people who need a lot of different things. You can't always go first come first serve because someone's life might be on the line and they may need you right now. So you have to be able to look in that moment and say, what is most emergent? What do I need to be at right now? What could I delegate maybe to someone else? And what can wait for a little bit while I attend to this more emergent thing? And over time, it really just becomes second nature as you work in that setting. And it's also physically in front of you. You can see physical things that are life and death in front of you and that need your attention right now. But in life, I think we tend to get consumed by the day-to-day tasks and we lose sight of the life or death that is in front of us each day. Maybe we're just caught going through the motions, checking the things off the list one at a time, and we forget that every day is a life or death battle. Paul tells us this in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. He says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Every day we wake up and we are in a spiritual battle, a battle against the enemy and a battle to keep our eyes on God. I love how the message translation puts it. It says, God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials and put them to use so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no weekend war that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple hours. This is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. This is not just a one-time thing. This isn't just showing up and, okay, I, I fought back. I got baptized. I put my faith in Jesus and that's it. And then we don't have to do anything else. This is a battle every single day. And so we need weapons. And what are our weapons? Well, scripture tells us in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. And in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Our weapon is scripture. Our weapon is active and living. It is the word of God breathed out into these pages for us so that we have all the tools that we need to fight back against the enemy every single day. 
And when we get in scripture and we see the life of Jesus, Jesus tells us our greatest commandment. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. He tells us this in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. And he's not telling us this just because God needs all the love and all the praise and all the attention in himself. He's telling us this because he knows that this is what is best for us. He knows how we were made. He knows what we're going to face. And he knows that we need to love God with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind. And so it is seeing that scripture and our relationship with Jesus, they are our weapons for this lifelong battle that we're in. And so when we step back and we look at the picture of our life, we're not just going to go to one task at a time. What is the most critical thing that I need to do right now? What is the emergency? And the emergency is that we are in a spiritual battle every single day. And so we need to seek first the kingdom of God in all that we do because our lives depend on it. And so do the lives of everyone else that we love around us. And so today I want to share some things that have helped me reframe that mindset in my thinking, especially around taking the time to create a space to spend time reading scripture and in prayer with Jesus and some things that have helped me and hopefully they'll help you too. Because I know for a lot of you, time was the thing that is an obstacle for you of creating that daily rhythm of spending time in prayer and reading scripture. And so first, it is just reminding ourselves that we are in a life or death spiritual battle every single day and stressing the importance of that and knowing that we want to have all the tools to overcome all the things the enemy is throwing our way. Anxiety, overwhelm, being consumed by earthly things, careers, jobs, approval of others, all these things to have these tools so we can fight back against whatever it is the enemy is throwing us and keep our eyes focused on God. And so one of the big reality checks for me was just remembering God has created me to spend time in prayer and relationship with him. He wants me to love him with his whole heart. So I got to spend time with him. And so if I'm finding that my schedule is too full or I'm too busy, then what's happening? I'm loving some other little G God besides him. And that our God, the one true God, would never give us so many tasks that we don't have time to spend with him. Because if he tells us that greatest commandment is to love him with our whole heart and our whole soul, we cannot do that if we're not taking that time to spend with him. And so it's having a look at your day. What do I need to remove? What needs to go way down on the list that is not an emergency? What could I maybe delegate to someone else? Or what will be there if I get time to do it? Cool. But if not, it just needs to go. For me, it's it's been looking at my screen time, first down, social media. What do I need to do? It, sometimes it is literally deleting it. Get it off my phone. Get it away. Or just taking a break from it completely. Maybe for you, it's giving up your favorite nighttime TV show. And so you can go to bed earlier so you can get up first thing in the morning and spend that dedicated time with God. One of the things I had to surrender, I used to first thing in the morning, I'd get up and I'd reach for my phone. I'd see all my notifications, all the things I need to do for work. And so I would just pick up the phone, grab a quick breakfast and I'd sit down and I'd get busy to work. I wanted to get it all done before my kids were up. I wanted to check the list of all the things I needed to do to get the things done for this life here on earth. And I had to let go of that desire to get up and get it done because I wanted to create a space where God had the first fruits of my day, where he had the first of my time and I was seeking him before I looked to anything else. And I won't sugarcoat this. It was not easy at first. I was creating the space, but I just felt rushed. I was like, while I'm doing it, I knew all my other tasks were over there to do. And it was hard for me to stay focused. 
But the more I just committed to it, the more I stayed in it, the more I centered in on that, the more God started to shift in my life. And I started to see that when I put him first, everything else starts to fall in place as it should. And so it might be hard. It might also be a sacrifice of maybe something that is good, but it's taking the space for God. And so if you have to sacrifice that is okay. Jesus is very clear in scripture that whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. He says this in Luke chapter nine, verse 23. It's a daily sacrifice of leaving everything that you know behind to follow him. And it, it can seem odd at first, especially if it's like, you know, I'm sitting down, I'm creating the space, but I really feel like I'm not getting much out of it. And maybe you're thinking, yeah, maybe I could just work really hard. If I work really hard, I'll have more time off. Then I can spend more time with God or then I'll have more money and I can give to the causes at the church that everyone's been asking money for for all the time. But when you realize what is at stake, how short our lives is, and how much putting Jesus first is what you were made for, you are going to start realigning it. We've talked about life and death a lot recently as far as losing people we love. And we've talked about people passing. And what is at stake here is eternity. It is eternity forever in heaven with God. Eternity is long and our time here on earth is short. James chapter four, verse 14 says, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Our life is so short. Here today, gone tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. But by the choices we make today and in this moment, we start to shift what eternity will look like for us. We can spend our time getting up in the morning and growing the things that will be here for us in this lifetime that will be gone in an instant when we pass. Or we can choose to take our time and focus on building it for eternity forever in heaven with God. And Jesus also will teach you this as you get into scripture, that if you give up things here on earth, it's it's not without cause that you will have heavenly reward and those things will last for eternity. I was just reading through the story in Mark's gospel where Jesus is talking to this wealthy man and this wealthy man is asking, what do I have to do to inherit the kingdom of God? And he's like, I've, I've kept all these things since I was a little boy. I've followed all these things. And Jesus looks at him and says, loved him. Jesus loved him so much to tell him this one last hard truth that he needed to hear. He said, one thing you lack, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When we give to God, when we sacrifice here, we add to what is to come in heaven. And this rich man was sad about it, but the disciples looked at Jesus a little further down and they say, well, we have left everything to follow you. And Jesus replied, he said, truly, I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mothers or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. And he goes on and says, but many who are first will be last in the last first. It's a backwards way of thinking. It is literally giving up the things that most people may work for here in this earth now because you see how important living forever in heaven with Jesus is. And so if eternity is important to you, life forever compared to this little life that is here today, gone tomorrow, a mist that just vanishes, Jesus is telling you, you will sacrifice here, but it will be worth it. And Jesus isn't just telling us this to tell us. He's telling us this from a place of a person who lived here on this life. Jesus modeled this in so many ways for us. The ultimate sacrifice, he gave his life on the cross. But the other thing I've really been thinking about, and just as I've been reading and praying through scripture, is just seeing how much time Jesus spent in prayer. He only had 
three short years, three short years to do all the signs and wonders to let people see him for who he was and leave a mark on history forever. He had a lot to do in three years. And yet, despite that, so many times he went away to remote places to pray. He spent time in prayer with the father because he knew how important the task was. He knew it was life or death. And he also wanted to model that way of life for you and me. And so taking that time, creating that space to spend time reading scripture and praying is our weapon for building the kingdom of God and fighting back against all the things the enemy's going to throw. And so if he knows that that is important, if he knows that that is your weapon, he will do anything he can to distract you from having that time with God. He will make you feel busy or better yet, he'll make you think that you've done enough already. Maybe he says, well, you attend church every week. You were baptized. You're good. Or you try to be a good person and you're just going through the checklist. This was me in a season of my life. I I went to church because I didn't want to feel guilty for missing church. I wasn't present there. I really didn't get much out of it. I did not open scripture in this season. I really talked to God. I really only talked to God when I needed something. And there's another part in Matthew's gospel where Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name, drive out demons and in your name, perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evil doers. And so it's just this reminder that Jesus wants to know you. In the, in the message translation, it says, don't miss the boat. Don't miss the boat of just checking the box of just attending church and trying to be a good person and letting the enemy make you think that that's enough or just doing these things to feel good. It's not about being in a place where, okay, well, I'll just attend church so I don't feel guilty. No, Jesus wants you to be in church community with people around you because he wants you to be around people that love him. And he wants people that are going to help you know him because he wants you to love him with your whole heart. (laughs) He wants to be a part of your every single day in your life and whatever it is that you do. And so, yes, that means after you spend that focused time with God, you are going into your day, stewarding all these things, working for God, your children, maybe your parents, maybe your calling, your financial resources, whatever it is, doing it all for him. But at the heart of it, We're doing this all for him because we love him with our whole heart, (laughs) which means to love someone with your whole heart, you're going to have to spend time with them. You're going to have to talk to them. If my husband told me that he loved me with his whole heart, everything he had, his whole mind, heart, and soul, and yet he was always working. I haven't really talked to him in about five years. Maybe something really important came up. I talked with him and I told you that you would think this is not right. This is not love because in love and in marriage, we create rhythms of spending dedicated time together because we love one another and we want to keep growing in relationship with each other. And that's the picture that Jesus wants for you. He wants you to love him more than anything on planet earth. And that also includes your spouse. And so to get there with Jesus, that means spending a lot of time with him, a lot of time in prayer, a lot of time in talking with him, a lot of time in growing in relationship with him. And so it's creating that space and fighting back against the temptation that we're just too busy because we see that this isn't just about checking a box. This is about life or death. This is about spending eternity in heaven with God and what that eternity is going to look like. And so here's, here's a challenge I set for myself and I'll leave it here. Take it or leave it for what it's worth. Challenging myself to create dedicated rhythms 
in my day, a space that is just for me and God, a space that is open for him to step into it. So it's removing the distractions. It's getting a place to where no one else is. Because if I want to talk to God, if I'm just quietly trying to speak it in my mind, I have squirrel brain and my brain goes everywhere. So I want to be in a space where I can speak out loud to God and talk to him and stay focused. I also want to create this space where this is a time where I'm not trying to get through a specific Bible study. I'm not trying to read the whole Bible in a year. I want it to be in a place where I am present with God, where I can take the time to read scripture, where I can take the time to feel what God is speaking to me and be present to him and just come expectant for an encounter with him. And so it's creating that, it's creating that space into your day, that dedicated time to spend in relationship with him. And I know for some of you, just creating that extra spot, that extra space seems like a big ask at first. But I'm going to tell you, it only seems like a big ask until you see how big the God is that is in front of you and what an impact that will have on your life. I think to Paul often in Philippians chapter three, when he is talking about, he's like, whatever was considered for gains for me. And Paul was someone who had a lot of earthly gains. says he considered them loss for the sake of Christ. He considered everything a loss of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. And he considered all those other things that he had. They were good things. He considered them garbage because he saw how important God was. And, and as you do this, as you create this space, and as you step into it, even if it's hard at first, because it was hard for, at first for me, and any relationship is sometimes awkward at first. But as you step into it, God is going to step into your heart, and he is going to make you see that so many things, at least this is what happened for me, so many things that I used to spend so much physical time and also mental energy on, now I'm like, why did I do that? And I only did that because I wasn't creating the space for God. I was missing out on how important that relationship with him was. And so that's the challenge I would just put in front of you today. Create that dedicated space and time. Open your heart to God. Invite him in and just start to see what it's like to be in relationship with a God who gives immeasurably more than we could ever imagine or comprehend and who wants to step in and create those incredible shifts for your life and for you to see how important it is to have the tools of scripture and the relationship with him and how as you step into the battle, the more you go, the more you start to see that these are the weapons that you need to overcome whatever it is that you are facing in your life today, tomorrow, and for whatever else is to come because you are not so consumed with the here and now, but you are consumed with eternity forever in heaven with God. And you want to build up your treasures there because our life is here today, gone tomorrow. It is a mist that comes and vanishes quickly, but those things that we build for the kingdom of God will last forever. Let's end today in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you so thankful that you draw us in. Father, would you help us see the emergent things that are sitting in front of us? Would you help us to identify the tasks that can go lower on the list? Would you help us create a space so that you are first in our life, so that we can have a relationship with you and love you with all of our mind, our heart, and our soul? Would you help us to fight back against the temptations? to think that a checklist is just enough, to think that something we did years ago counts, but that we see that every day we are stepping into battle, that we can grow in our understanding of scripture, that we can know you more through scripture and through time with you. 
not only for our salvation and for eternity in heaven with you, but also for whoever else needs to see your light in their life, that you would shine your light through us and that we can make eternal impacts on everyone else who is around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope and I pray that you are having a blessed day. I encourage you to go create that space. Find that time with Jesus and just allow him to step into your life. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you again next week.